David. Hey, how are you? Great. Thriving. Yeah. Thriving yeah. over here. Uh, we both had, man, we both had complicated weeks, I guess. Yeah, and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we so we do that. We're doing a new thing now, right? Where we finally listened to uh, we finally listened to the feedback from many of our loyal listeners that they were uh, they were getting kind of worn out on the hour long episodes, and now they they want shorter kind of quick hits, right? Yep. So we're doing another hour long episode. <laughs> That's right, but only thirty minutes of content. So <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. All right. So when you listen to it at two exits, you can get it done in fifteen minutes. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I need some scratch paper. <laughs> All right. So what do we, uh, Dave? What what are we talking about on the show this week? Yeah, we got heart, blood, and nose prints. Uh, we got uh, uh, invisible octopus drones. So that, that sounds like fun. That's it. Yeah, you can stop right there. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah. So if folks want, if folks want to uh, to learn a little bit more uh, about this, that kind of awful cryptic heart, blood, nose prints, and invisible octopus drones, where what what what, what, what website should we send them to? Yeah, uh, dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner, show.org. Awesome. And uh, on the cutting room floor this week, we've got uh, we've got some hints. If you want to provision a thousand servers anonymously with Bitcoin, mm-hmm. um, we can uh, offer up a, a thousand musicians playing Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Uh, smells like Teen Spirit, if I remember right. That's right. Uh, um, and then uh, we get some folks who would trawl thousands of patent applications for sweet diagrams of like throwback technology that you can frame for your, uh, you know, office or dorm room or what have you. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. That's you need to play the number 1000 this week. <laughs> that's right. Um, okay. So the thing about nose prints, Dave, um, yeah. it was, it, it got warmer in Austin, but for a while it was pretty cold out here and I right. know it's been cold up where you are. And, uh, one of the, one of the great struggles of course is when you're wearing gloves, um, or mittens and you have to, uh, and you have to unlock your phone, right? right? Um, especially if you have to use a thumbprint to unlock your phone as I do. I know you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but you've probably done this before. I know I have is, uh, use your nose, right. To, uh, to unlock your, uh, unlock your phone. Yeah. So does that work? It, well, it does, right. It's a, a nose as far as your phone's concerned, a nose is a finger, right. Um, right. but, uh, there's a, one young lady, uh, figured out that, uh, fingers aren't the only thing with prints, Oh, so there is actually sufficient entropy? Like, uh, you could tell one nose from another? I, so let's, let, let me put it this way. She's probably not a cryptographer, but she did figure right. out, she did figure out. Though, she stayed at a holiday. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. But, but she did, but she did figure out that uh, the phone actually doesn't care if you're putting a, a human digit on the little yeah. sensor or not. And in fact, or a hot she could, dog. Or a hot right. dog. Uh, she was able to train her phone to unlock with her nose. Right. Which, Yeah. Makes total sense. Oh, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Way better yeah, than having and it's, You get stopped at the border, and then they try all your different fingers, and you're just going to frustrate people. Yeah, jokes right? on them. Jokes on yep. them. Yep. Yep. Um, other body parts that might be used for printing on a phone, I will leave as an exercise to the reader. Yes. Yes. So this is uh, family-friendly entertainment. This is a family show. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. Okay, so other, other authentication systems include now, what, heartbeats? Tell me Heart more about beats. this. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, there's, uh, it's a university up in Binghamton. Uh, some, uh, people were doing, um, uh, looking at using electrocardiograph or ECG, uh, measurements as a way, as a biosensor, uh, to be able to unlock, unlock files. Um, so 
Uh, so let's say you go into the hospital and, and uh, you want to get your medical records or whatever, you could use your heartbeat to uh, unlock uh, whatever uh, health records you want. How does I how does it so how do I, I'm at a loss for how this works because my heartbeat varies widely during the day right um, and I mean is it is it really that unique an identifier where it can where it can we can pluck a single person out of it uh, Bruce Schneier questions that mm-hmm. um, but um, but I think what happens is is that your heartbeat has like a particular signature but the the tempo may be um, you know, depending upon your pulse rate, it would be uh, a shorter wavelength, I guess, right? Um, oh, I see. Because like the whatever the mechanics of your heart are probably specific to you, right? Like you've got a you know it's a certain size, and you've got that one weird wart on the one side of it, and and that kind and of thing. And it skips a little bit here. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but so so is that so you're not using fingerprints anymore, and you're you're going with heartbeats. So that well, what I like about the heartbeat authentication, Dave, is uh, assuming there's enough entropy kind of floating around in the system. What I do like about the heartbeat authentication is that if somebody tries to remove my heart, uh, mm-hmm. I know you're worried about people taking your thumbs off. Uh, that's right. part of that's part of your threat model. If people actually took my heart out of my body, the likelihood that they could reproduce my heartbeat goes goes down pretty significantly. Maybe, maybe that's the next <laughs> subject we'll be talking about in a moment. But oh, oh boy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but the other, the other thing that they noted was that uh, the uh, electrocardiograph could change uh, due to age, illness, or injury too. So that's that's the kind of thing that um, I would worry about too. And then the other part is that what happens if you go into the hospital and because your heart is stopped or missing, right? Right. And so you know, so what what or what if all of a sudden you know you have some cardiac arrhythmia or something like that? And also this goes back to you know my problem with biometrics is it how do you change your heartbeat? Like if you want to like, uh, uh, you know, and somebody could take your heartbeat without your permission either. Right. Just like your fingerprint as well. Yeah. Well, that seems like that's a, Yeah. Now you got me thinking it's probably, it feels more like a voice print than, than anything else. Right. Like somebody should be able, somebody could conceivably record your heartbeat somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then replay it and, uh, and unlock whatever it is that you've locked up. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, you could probably do that with an Arduino, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or a, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right, that sounds like a fun weekend project for, uh, yeah, for yeah. me and Lauren. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, before we do anything, did you see the, uh, that squishy device that keeps your heart pumping? I was waiting until we got, until we hit the record right. button before, okay. Record so your, opening, yeah, um, we'll get your reaction up, here and up see now. if you like it. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Oh, my God. That's so gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, all right that that tab is going away. I'm not. Um, <laughs> so okay, yeah. If any dgshow dot org to see that link. <laughs> oh, God, um, don't go to dgshow dot org this week. <laughs> That's revolting. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, uh, what Gunner just was repulsed by was a pig's heart uh, that was <laughs> oh, being. Uh, beaten or you know the the heartbeat was actually replicated by this silicone ribbed sleeve with inflatable tubes that wraps around a heart and then uh, that and that silicone uh, tubes would create the um, uh, the pressure to be able to um, you know make the heart continue to beat uh-huh yeah so, so for me that actually what I thought I was looking at was a uh, was a baby alien like a chest burster yeah right yeah 
Yeah, and it's what it looked like, you know, when it's like wrapped around the guy's neck and all that. But it was it was like that, but then squishing the heart, and then it would. Uh, but to me, I think that's cool from a medical standpoint, uh, where it could, you know, it's like you need to have your heart beating while you're being operated on or something like that. Wrap that around your heart and 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 uh, keep on going. But yeah. um, going back to the previous subject, if somebody wanted to steal your heartbeat and maybe, right. um, you know, uh, get that get that to uh, replicate or whatever. Um, there are probably yeah. simpler ways to solve this, you know, just use a crescent wrench and hit somebody over the head. But um, <laughs> this is much more repulsive. <laughs> it is that. You would think, I mean, that, you know, they have marketing people in, uh, in biomedical outfits. And you have to wonder what these, what these marketing folks are thinking. I think about, you know, in my current job, I think about being a product manager for something like this. And like, okay, I'm creating an artificial heart. What is the, what is the way that I'm going to make this thing memorable, give it good affordances, make it easy to use? And the answer cannot ever be make it look more like an H.R. Giger painting, right? Like that yeah, could, right that's right. the wrong answer. And that's, yeah. okay, let's move on to the next that's subject. That's what you just that's, saw. That's right. what I just saw there. Yeah. Gross. It's gross. Yeah. Well, let's talk about so then seeing that mm-hmm. uh, it reminded me of uh, the you you found a, a robot uh, a fish or a robot fish grabber. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but with a twist. And so the deviants at MIT built this thing, um, uh, and it's, so it's made out of uh, hydrogel, right? Which is uh, it's a polymer that's actually ninety percent water, right. um, and so but can still be manipulated. Uh, with, I guess, electrical uh, or what have you. So um, they made, let's call it an octopus, um, but it's a robot made out of this hydrogel. So it's 90% water, which means it's basically invisible in the water, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And they can control it remotely. And uh, it's got little arms on it, and they're using it to catch fish, Mm -hmm. which is, uh, it's creepy, but not revolting, if you understand the the distinction I'm making. So it's not revolting because you can't actually see it, but it is creepy right. to watch this fish just get plucked out of the water uh, uh, by what appears to be nothing, by an indivisible hand. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I could do that with my own hand. I, I don't know if I had that kind of hand-eye coordination. Or it has to be a slow fish to do it, I think. But, uh, sure. but yeah, and that, that hydrogel was the same stuff that we talked about in a previous episode with that that. Uh, disc thing that went, goes in your stomach to release drugs. Yeah, the uh, the hydrogel Stirling engine. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, so we can't. I mean, so it does. Is if you make something out of hydrogel, does it have to be creepy? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it has to. Maybe mm. there's like a law or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's part of the licensing for the. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So what? Why, why are they? Why did they do this? Is there like a? They're trying to put all the 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 human fish grabbers out of work or, and, and Uberize it or, or what are they trying to do? Um, that was, well, do they need a reason? Uh, I think, True. <laughs> they need, um, so I think the, obviously there's military applications to this mostly, right. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, because it is 90% water also light and sound waves pass through it. So it's actually, it's invisible to the eye, but also it would be invisible to something like sonar. Um, mm-hmm. so you can imagine, uh, I think uh I don't know Dave I mean don't you don't you find that you need to uh uh that you need to capture things in the deep ocean um uh by an by an undetectable robotic hand Yep the invisible hand uh, isn't it, that's a book isn't it That is a, well it, it's the uh, Adam uh, yeah, Smith or yeah they could, yeah they could have called it Adam Smith they missed a right. they missed a brand, missed a branding again marketing with these guys I can't yeah missed the opportunity 
All right. Yeah, but but if we if we go less creepy, mm-hmm. slightly less creepy, um, there's a related thing I saw that a related video that you could, you could take a look at with uh, robotic grocers, where it looks like the same sort of robotic hand thing. I don't know if it's hydrogel or not. It didn't. I didn't see it in the article, um, but. What they're uh, they came up with a uh, instead of picking up fish, they're mm. picking up uh, uh, like fruits and vegetables uh, using a robot arm uh, in, without uh, damaging the fruit or the vegetable. Uh, and I guess that's a pretty hard problem to solve. Where it to me, if you watch the video, it almost looks like that you know that that game that you see in the arcade that has the claw that comes down and you pick up a stuffed animal and everything right. it's kind of like that but it was like a plastic rubbery thing that would that could pick up an apple and and be able to set it down huh huh that's kind of well that is that is actually interesting so you got me thinking yeah. about the got me thinking about the economics of this like the uh like maybe it's not conceivably it's not as it may not be as fast as a human uh fruit picker i guess mm-hmm. or a fruit mm-hmm. packer um but it can work 24 hours a day. Yep. So it's Never got that complaints going for it. and all yep, that. Yep, right. Yep, 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 Won't yep. unionize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of amazing that because you think about because every piece of fruit is slightly different and the ability to do that without bruising and to know where the fruit is doing the vision part of that. But that's kind of fascinating. That's, a, that's yeah. Or, you know, the other thing I talked about too, it's like a harder problem. If you have like a pile of them, mm-hmm. like a, like a pile of, uh, bananas or pears or something or even like grapes how do you separate them into bunches of grapes and stuff like that right right i can imagine i mean actually if i had a robot fruit packer i would i would uh, i would teach it to pack fruit in like elaborate patterns right um like a bunch of interlocking bananas forming a pyramid like that kind of thing right yeah that would be cool yeah Yep. And, uh, yeah. And speaking of, uh, getting your heart pumping, there is, uh, we haven't talked about ultrasonic, uh, uh, communications in probably about an episode. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. But th- there's a, an interesting application of ultrasonic cues that I found and, and you have to check the video out, but, um, uh, what the, what the, this guy came up with and he wasn't a programmer, uh, at all. But it's like he's like he figured out how to do it or I don't know if he paid somebody or whatever. But he came up with this way to do like light shows at stadiums using your cell phone. So imagine you're at a concert or a sporting event or something like that. And you know how like people in back in, uh, you know, our younger years, you know, people pull their lighter out when they're playing Freebird or whatever. And now they, they pull out their cell phone and they turn the, the light on. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so but. What they're doing now is that if you if you run this app and then you pull your phone out, it, the phone will listen for ultrasonic cues and it will light the phone up in a particular color pattern based upon the signal that it's getting. And so you can imagine like for like a sporting event where it's like you're getting people all pumped up and it's all dark and the team's coming on and you know and and it's a I thought it was a really neat way to get people engaged with a particular brand. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. You know. Yeah, so it, so instead of being a passive observer of a sporting event or a concert, you're actually making them an active participant by having having their phone along and, and doing whatever. But I, you know, to me, I was like, it's like that would be kind of cool for concerts and sporting events, but would that be kind of creepy for like political rallies or stuff like that? Like uh, like I'm thinking, like I don't want to invoke uh, Godwin's law, but you know, like. <laughs> 
yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Goebbels would have loved this, right? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. From that's a propaganda right. standpoint of getting people all wound up and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, see, that's really cool. So I I went through a phase when I was in college of um, I wanted to write uh, interactive performance software, and so this would be like. Um, running the software that controls the spotlight on a stage so that it follows one particular person around. Um, and then, you know, as they gesture in a big way, the light could open its aperture, like get wider and get warmer. And then if they like make their body smaller, it would get tighter and colder, right? Stuff like mm. that. Um, and I know that they, they use robotics in, uh, for some value of robotics. I mean, they're using that a lot now in, uh, on stage and you can imagine doing some really interesting stuff with the interaction between whatever effects there are on stage. And now you've got, you know, whatever, a, a theater of 5,000 people, um, all of which have phones, which if the theater could use ultrasonics to, uh, to manipulate, uh, now suddenly they become part of the effects of the show. So that's really cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's more than just the lights too. You could have the, uh, um, you could have it vibrate all in unison or you could have it uh, like maybe even take a picture, you know, like you, right. you have it like imagine that where you're at a concert and then you get everybody to hold their phone up and point at the stage and then you have the synchronized photo all at one time and then everybody mm-hmm. uploads it all at one time and then it comes up with this like crazy photosphere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking of is uh, is doing some kind of like massively distributed photosphere kind of Google Street View kind of a thing. That would be, man, that would be cool. Yeah. That'd be great. Where you could like body surf through like a whole concert, right? From yeah. from the stage the whole way back and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm, okay, I like it. I like it. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, let me know when. Let me know when that's ready. Yeah, I'll get good. right on that. Okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh, so we we lighten things up a little bit and uh, but uh, let's 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 uh, take it down a notch though um, so we don't <laughs> end on a, too high of a note. Um, so if, have you seen that American Airlines is uh, soon going to be offering a cheaper economy fare? Yeah, yeah. As if the way that they treated my platinum status earlier wasn't reason enough to uh, to despise these people. Uh, this is just it's just abhorrent. Yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah. So it looks it looks like the deal is they're calling it basic economy and they're piloting it in ten select markets and then they will expand to other markets based upon demand, um, and then um, but it looks like the way it works is you the so it's a really cheap ticket it's absolutely not refundable so if like there's no rebooking fee nothing it's like you either use it or you lose it uh, on that flight you board at the very end. You cannot use the overhead compartment, and um, you you have to either you have to check your bag and you have to have your personal item be able to fit under the seat in front of you. Mm-hmm. No upgrades, no changes, no soup for you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See, they call it. They're kind of gracious in calling it basic economy because this sounds a lot like traveling as livestock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I mean, I can imagine people on a budget or something doing that, but it's like, but I, I worry though about like what happens when the person comes in with a duffel bag that like not only is in front of their seat, but is in front of mine as right, well. Right. You know, and, yeah. and stuff like that or yeah. Yeah. And, and because when stuff like that happens, all it does is it makes the, 
anxiety and frustration uh, propagate from one passenger to another. Yep. Yep. Um, and also, I, also, especially, I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm sure this makes sense because, I mean, obviously they've got models and I'm sure there's hundreds of spreadsheets that tell them that something in an offering like this makes sense. What I can't, what I can't square it with though, is that, you know, most of the, most of the American flights that I'm on, they're packed, like they're already full. Right. Right. Um, and so it's not like they're, it's not like they need to fill seats, right. They don't have a, they don't have a demand problem. They have a supply problem. Um, and so why create a new category that's specifically designed to increase demand if, uh, if they've if if they've got a fixed supply, right? It's not like they're buying a bunch of new airplanes. No, I, unless they are, I don't know. But it's right. I, I agree with you. It's like the the flights are typically pretty full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What they ought to be doing is paying people to not take the upgrades. Like if like if you don't want to be upgraded to first class, you get more frequent flyer miles or, or something whatever. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because that's a, that's actually where they. Like that's where the, that's where they have a real problem, right? Because they're if they're their big thing is loyalty, um, yeah. because loyalty, like that's where they make all their money is on the like high traffic flyers. And if as a loyal customer, I'm consistently getting like 16 and 17 after the merger, I'm getting consistently like in the teens and in the 20s of the upgrade list. Um, mm-hmm. Then I never get the benefit of the status, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the only benefit I really have is the is the privilege of being able to take my carry on on board without having to check it. Um, right. And so uh, if they want to, they ought to be spending my opinion, of course, as an, as an expert in both the airline industry um, and, uh, and economics, it seems like what they should be spending their time on is improving the experience of the people who are in the best position to give them a lot of money rather than trying to, open up even more competition for scarce resources down at the bottom end of the funnel. Of course, that makes me an elitist pig. I recognize that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. These people should not get peanuts. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I should get yeah. twice as many peanuts and they should get no peanuts. That's right. <laughs> right. All the peanuts. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What yeah. do you think? Is this like, I can imagine like a, if you're a courier, like if you're carrying, you know, <laughs> if you're carrying like, uh, heart transplants. Heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and, this and makes you sense. Fit the, right. You got <laughs> a right. blue cooler underneath the seat in front of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, high end courier uh, fares. That's that's that seems like what this is optimized for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, mm. ridiculous. Yeah, and we'll have to see. I, I don't know how cheap the flights are going to be, but then and then that's going to attract a different demographic too, where. You know, it's like you you know you may not even get the people wearing their best pajamas on the plane. Um, <laughs> these flights, you know. See now, who's the elitist? Now who's the elitist? <laughs> yeah. I, I only wear my best and a robe. On, on, on. <laughs> so would you? I mean, would you? Would you take a flight like this? Would you? Like, is it like how cheap does the ticket have to be to suffer that kind of humili- humiliation? I guess. That's the question. Yeah. And it's like, I may try it for fun once. And if it was just like, like a trip to DC or something like a 50 minute flight where like on the, the regional jets that I'm on, it's like, you're either a window or an aisle. There's no middle seat at all. Like to me, the middle seat's the worst. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, who knows? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't seek this out. Um, but, but again, it's, I'm probably not the customer for this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, I, my guess is that they are trying to target like the Spirit Airlines uh, customer and, and woo them away. Uh, yeah. You know, like the very bare, bo- very bare bones. You know. Yes. Uh, 
person that is looking for something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. All right. Um, that's it, Dave. Look at that. Instant show. Record, record, record time. time. Record time. Yeah. Uh, so if folks want, uh, if folks want to uh, know where they can find that horrifying device, uh, the, the video of that horrifying device uh, that's, uh, that's pumping the, that, that Giger device, um, what, 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 what website should they go to, Dave? Yeah, they want to go to dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner, show.org. All right. Uh, thanks, Dave. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks.